Alright everybody, welcome back to Tales of the Outer Rim Jedi Adventures. Last time on our show, we fled a sinking temple, recovered some lore and some new friends, subsequently killed one of those new friends, and people are trying to deal with the fallout of that. So let's see how we resolve this, hmm? Let's jump into the show. Shock, while you were in there puking, they discovered the, the corpse. Well, they discovered the unconscious, broken form of the other one. You probably came out of the bathroom and... You know, the doc is in this room. The door is probably closed, I imagine. Daniel has already gone downstairs. What is what is shock? What is your response to all of that's happening? <laughs> I am probably got the cold sweats right now, so I actually decided to take a shower. I don't know what's going on out there. I suggest you not come in here unless you want to puke again. Well, I, I, I don't know to not go in there, but I guess I might find out. Give me a discipline check while you're in the shower whoa success and advantage while you're in the shower you almost enter into like a meditative state and because you guys are kind of isolated out in the middle of nowhere you are starting to to come into more of your force abilities you know kind of like awakening a little bit more and and you're in this altered state so to speak you begin to like kind of feel life forces around you you notice, you can sense below decks, you know, Daniel on one side. You're assuming it's Daniel on the far end of the ship about where the robot would be. And he seems a little distressed, concerned. You can kind of sense his emotions. That's like a, you can almost see a, a weird color to him. The room above you, you can sense that Neptune is unconscious, but like, like he's sleeping. He's, he's, he's calm, he's asleep, but he's also. Very itchy. I was going to say itchy, but how can you sense itchy? Like, he's uncomfortable, but he's more unconscious than uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's handling some physiological things with the... Probably the gravity of that planet fucked him up with that anomaly that happened, causing him to molt before and much more aggressively than normal. Unfortunate. You can sense the dock. You can sense the dock in the other room, and he seems... A little excited, maybe his heart is racing a bit. Happy. Yeah, as I say, he's he's he's. What is it? I feel like a manic happy. Then you sense suffering, and you expect to sense three bodies. Well, you know that one's dead, I suppose. You sense suffering in the same room as the doc, but it's like not conscious. It's it's whatever is suffering is suffering like alone kind of thing you know like it's a deep internal suffering and you know that's kind of your shower like you kind of open your eyes like whoa like how does that how does shock feel about what just happened he's he's probably gonna vomit again there's a <laughs> lot of stress on his body okay but i'm sure he's probably dry now it's probably more like a dry like a quick heavy dry heave he's going to Get out of the shower and pull open his pack and take out the Jedi robes and the lightsaber. No, real quick, which rooms are everybody's? I didn't know how this was going to work. The room right above where I am is my room. I assume that this is the shower. Yeah, this is the bathroom shower area. So I, I assume my pack and like the all, all the stuff I had was in here because I was probably going to take a shower once we got into hyperspace anyway. But... Or I walk past my room and I grab it as I come in here. Which, okay, we'll say this is Daniel's. 
And this is chat. Okay, so I, I grab my stuff out of here before, or we'll just say I go from the bathroom into here after my shower. I pull out the, the lightsaber, the holocron, and the, the robes, and I kind of just like lay them out in front of me. Can I try and meditate with that holocron again? Now that I have all this other stuff. Absolutely. It's going to be hard, but I think I'm going to add a black die just because of what's been going on in the ship. You know what? No, I'm going to take that away because you just kind of had a, a medita- meditative moment while you were in the in the shower. So we'll just do a hard check. So you've got two failures. You spend, you spend maybe 20, 30 minutes just trying to meditate, but you just keep thinking about the the body at the end of the hallway you just keep every time you start to kind of feel yourself like slip into the force like slip into like a a good meditative state you just keep seeing that crumpled body at the end of the hallway yeah we've got a day and a half i think i might lay down for a few hours it's been pretty rough my body i'm you had 26 hours yeah 26 hours i'll probably sleep for i don't know maybe five of those just kind of rest up. Okay, then we'll switch to Daniel real quick. All right, Daniel. Doc is claiming a skull like a predator, and Shock is puking in the shower. What, uh, what, what are you doing down here? <laughs> so Daniel, Zaz told him to go down here and work with his robot, and he kind of went down here and fiddled with it, but a, with a little... Fiddled with it a little bit, but, it like, he... he no, like he was just too distracted. Like he loves, he wants to get this robot working, but at the same time, like those things look old to him up there. And one's dead, the other one could be dying. He's just gonna be super distracted. He he realizes that he could do more damage than good on the robot right now because he's so distracted. Are you like looking at the robot while this is going on? I mean, basically, he's gonna like fiddle with it for a second and then re like. He's not going to really work with it because he knows he's just going to, he's so distracted, he's probably just going to break it. That's fair. As you're, as you're sitting here examining the robot, though, just kind of thinking about everything that's going on, you kind of see all the pieces and parts that were pulled from other places to keep this thing on its feet. And you notice that there's a lot of Mandalorian armor kind of used on this thing. If you could pull enough of that off, you could probably make at least a set of mixed Mandalorian armor. You know, I think that'll kind of help distract Daniel a little bit, too. Um, I'm going to write a note of that real quick. What I'm thinking of for this droid is, it has a lot of issues. What I'm going to basically do is count those as critical injuries, I think. First and foremost is the thing is pretty pretty severely fucked up and it's ai stuff is all messed up which is why it's daunting to get to basically get started it has you have to start with the hard stuff like you have to i guess i'm gonna let you choose how you want to go about it but to solve the we you do need to do like a basic assessment before you can do any work on it to kind of see what exactly is wrong like what what all it needs you know yeah so here's what I'm thinking now. Daniel sees the Mandalorian armor, and so the Mandalorian armor is kind of like piece. It, it's part of the piecemeal part that the the repair droid had put on it, right? Yeah, basically like maybe it blew a piston or something, and it busted through a panel, 
and destroyed a panel. Maybe they uh, the the repair droid on the other ship would repair like the piston with other parts and then use the Mandalorian armor as paneling. So Daniel sees all this and kind of just thinks like he's been going about it the wrong way. Like he was legit about to give up give up on it for the moment, and then he saw that and he goes, "Well, maybe some of this some of these other parts are newer." And I'm, I might be able to at least identify those parts. And if I can tell what those parts are, maybe I can work backwards from that and at least get a general idea of what's going, what's what on this robot. Yeah. Um, so do you want to do anything with it, or are you just... He's just going to kind of study and look. Not like so much repair right now, but just make more notes. I will say you gave me a permanent boost die for, uh, well, I'm not really repairing, but uh, you gave me a permanent boost die for the droid repair checks. Did I? Yeah, you did. I wrote it down. For what? I don't know. (laughs) I do remember it, though. Okay, uh, so you want to do a mechanics check to inspect, uh, or a perception check to kind of just see... Which 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 would you rather? I mean, a mechanics check. It's not really to repair, but like to make notes of. It's it'll just be an average check with a black die because it's a no one no one but the old Mandalorians know how to work on these. But you get sure. your blue die for whatever reason you have a blue die for. And this is just kind of like to help him, like give him a launching point because he's just been like. Kind of poking around in the dark right now. Two success and there's vantage. All right, so you notice, first thing off the bat, a lot of the paneling has been removed for fabricating or from damage. There's a lot of Mandalorian part, like armor. Yeah. Welded on certain parts. A good deal of damage done to some wiring harnesses. That are on like the let's say like the 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 back of the neck, possibly like it's it's weapon firing system because it, it it the cannons are all on like the face of this thing. Like its face is all cannons. Yeah. You noticed that it didn't fly, didn't hover at all, so its repulsors may be bad. Let's see, so I said no. Guns, quirky, and then I said no flyy. What else? What else? What else? So like a lot of its limbs, the front limbs took a lot of damage because it was clawing its way through a lot of places, and uh, so a lot of those parts had to be replaced. So a lot of the forearm, like the the front limbs, are just in really rough shape. Like they've they've definitely taken the most damage, and there's just like shitty weld spots all over from where it had just kept getting parts and parts and parts replaced. Like it it it, look, it looks pretty bad. Let's see what else. And you also noticed that it was, you know, there's more than likely as old as it is something wrong with its AI. You generally don't have something conscious this long without having problems even droids need memory wipes otherwise they go crazy so i've played halo come on (laughs) okay okay that uh so daniel is going to be just kind of like scrolling this down as he looks it over and just kind of be like okay this 
You also know it was EMP'd by, by Shock. What's that? It also got EMP'd by Shock, so it probably has circuits damaged. Yeah, so Daniel's going to be just kind of scrawling this down, like, as he... It's kind of like a weird, like, almost... You know in the movie Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr.? Where yeah. he's in a boxing match and he's like, do this, 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 and this. It's going to be one of those moments for Daniel where he's just like, oh, well, this is bad. This is bad. Like, instead of looking at it as a whole, like, what is it? Uh, what's the saying? Seeing, what is it? Missing the forest for the trees or something like that. Yeah. Like, he's seeing all the individual things that he actually can recognize and, like, do something about instead of just, like, here's this giant garbage heap. Make it work. Like, so he's going to be writing down and just, like, it's all, like, one just instant of clarity for him. And then, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is his air voice, too. So it's just, like, do this, do this, do this here, do this here. And he's going to come out of it and go, well, I think I can do something about these. What's that? Would would working on this droid be something that would be meditative for Daniel? Because there are some Force users who meditate by doing. I imagine a lot of it would for Daniel would probably be like doing when he's doing research or stuff. Probably like in my so I I could see him like this is how he. Working on old things is how he connects to old cultures and stuff. And, like, for the Force, like, maybe that's how he communes with it. It's just, he sees how something, some culture was, did something in the past, and then kind of connects to the Force through that. I guess I don't know how the Force works in canon. I'm just guessing, like, that's... Maybe he like, could visualize the componentization of it and kind of, like, see hands putting things together yeah, or, like, like seeing things be... Like, it, like it, it's a, it, it breaks down the entire part and then he actually sees pieces of it going in and out kind of thing. Exactly. That's what I was yeah. thinking. I didn't know if that was, like, canon for the Force, though. I mean, if it's a meditative state, it can literally be however a person visualizes something. Yeah, so that's literally what he's seeing. He's just... It starts with, like, okay, so that's what this part does. And then he's like, okay, well, why did they design it like this? And then it further and further back down the line until he's, like, seeing somebody on a piece of paper scrawling out, like, a picture of the... Let's say he's looking at the arms right now, and then they like, scrawling out a picture of the arms, and you can see the, the Mandalorian is, like, talking, like, yeah, this would totally kill things. Yeah, it's, like, all the way back until he's just, like, in that meditated state. Cool. Uh, we're gonna go back to the doc real quick. So, doc, you've got a skull plate thing. You're covered in blood. There's blood everywhere. Wait, and who huh? Who called? No one called. I said doc is in the room covered in blood with a skull plate. Oh. So what were we saying? Oh, so we went back upstairs to the doc. Doc, you noticed that behind you, you hear. Um, the uh, like the the breathing start to pick up on the creature behind you, like maybe possibly it could be trying to like wake up. Want to knock it out again? Physically or medically? <laughs> medically. 
Okay. I imagine you have enough sedatives on you. Or actually, you know what? I don't think you specifically had any neuroparalytics like like fucking Pi did. <laughs> but if you give me a, an average medicines check, we'll see, see if you can... Or or a light side point, and we, we can make it work. A light side point will get you whatever, basically whatever kind of sedative you want. A medicines check, we'll see if you can put something together or happen to get lucky and find something. My side point. You got five still. We don't have a lot of time. Like, like an hour and a half left. Yeah, use it. Awesome. Give me a last side point, and you. Do you want like a, a paralytic? Do you want just a set a heavy sedative? How do you want to administer? Like, what do you want to administer here? Heavy sedative. Heavy sedative. All right. So you notice this creature start to like it's starting to struggle uh, against its broken arm and leg, and you just like nope, not today. <laughs> Reach your bloody bloody yeah. hand into your pouch of needles and stick it with something, and it just like, stops moving. It just kind of slumps down and starts like almost like snores, and then it's out. And then I want to follow that up by setting it broken limbs. Would that be maimed, do you think, as a critical injury? Probably. No, that's not permanent. It's crippled. It's a hard, hard check. And I'm going to give you one black die because you have limited equipment on this ship. So there's no med bay yet. <laughs> to success. All right. Yeah, totally. Uh, with both successes, you were able to set both bones. Even and you don't have to remove any bond any bindings. You just slip some stuff underneath there, duct taped it together, another piece of duct tape on the forehead to the table. And uh yeah. They're stable, they're asleep. They haven't seen their compatriot absolutely mutilated on the on the bed next to them yet. <laughs> Good to go. And then I would like to clean up. Yeah, I bet you would. And uh, maybe shove the guy out the waist to scroll. An airlock somewhere? Yeah. Oh, God. What would cleaning up a fucking horror scene be? I mean, technically, we could go with, like, medicine if you're trying to, like, get it super sterile clean. We could do something like... Streetwise? Skullduggery? You could do skullduggery. Let me let me set difficulty. It's gonna be hard because it's blood and viscera and shit. You literally pulled it apart. Yeah, but I feel like I've done this so many times before. I'm like I'm old pro. I'm like Dexter in here. I'll give you a blue die then. Light side point for that though. Why? No, it's fine. I'll give it to him. It's narratively. It's it's more. narratively feasible. You have four of them actually. He used one earlier. He just used to him. Four success and an advantage. I cleaned that thing up so good. Dude, you wouldn't even know. You literally have a medical bag and then your fucking anti-forensics cleanup leave no trace bag. Like you've got Q-tips and like cotton balls and you're getting in all the crevices and stuff. You notice some flicks on that other creature and you're like dabbing it and wiping it off them and like you're picking up the blankets and making sure everything underneath. You, you got a whole new set of sheets for this bed. It's it's almost like it's this good. person's done it. it before. Almost like it is old hat for you. 
And with that advantage, yeah, there's an airlock. Like what they would use for the umbilical, there's a secondary hatch system, and you just put them in there and let them go. So anybody notice? Let's see. I believe the that that <laughs> the hatch system would be either on the very top of the ship or on the very bottom of the ship. So I feel like one of you guys. What's in here? I think it. So we have to go past Daniel then, huh? Yeah, it will probably be the bottom. You'd probably have to. They're both distracted. I would make them roll perception checks. Really oh, hard. Oh yeah, they're gonna have to make. They're gonna really. Yeah, hard. they're gonna have to make a check. What's your What's your stealth, John? Or your Or actually, you know, what's your skull duck? Your skull duggery. Four green. Yeah. They're gonna roll against four purple. Daniel, plus one black dice since you're enthralled in this robot. Am I rolling perception? Yeah. Two failure, two threat. Daniel does not even... Even if he heard you, he didn't care. He's too busy doing his thing. It didn't register. Yeah, so you basically are like going through the engine bay down here, and there's a, like a ventilation, like a, a vent hatch for something, and you're just... Actually, no. Where would the... There'd have to be a place somewhere. Either way, we'll say this elevator goes down one more level, and it's like a docking ring, and or a docking hatch, and you just blast him out. No one knows. You just... Shock may have heard you in the hall. He heard, he heard muffled noises as you were dragging out the body, but he was too busy uh, sleeping, and he just didn't... He's like, ugh... Noises. But his bat ears definitely heard thumping. All right, does anybody else want to do anything? I mean, Shock, you're the only one who hasn't really done a whole lot. But I guess Daniel's the only one who would... Shock said he was going to sleep for like six hours. Doc has to dismember and fucking clean a, a, a crime scene. Daniel was only... A random, like sawing and popping noises coming from the fucking airlock. I guess Daniel could have been beautiful mining that robot for six hours. Because, I mean, what a shock. Shock, you're waking up from your nap. You guys have probably, I don't know, like 12, 13 hours left. I mean, Daniel's going to realize that... Is that right here? His mic looks like it's keying, but it's not coming through. He can't do anything more on the robot. He doesn't have the parts. What's that? Everett's mic. Everett, I'm trying to see what Everett's going to do. Is Everett... you guys hear me? There you are. you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I would like to um, wake up from my little nap and start meditating with it again, but... I, I kind of want to like take it a little slower. I feel like I was just trying to open it. I want to see if I can like connect with it more than anything. I feel like I was trying to rush it. Yeah. Uh. So it's still gonna be hard. That doesn't. That's not gonna change. But I'm gonna give you two black die or black die, two blue die to your discipline. Three success. All right. So you've got the like, the robe laying out. You got the lightsaber laying out, and then you have the holocron and. You're sitting there with all of these possessions of 
you know, a single person and you're focusing instead of just trying to like open this holocron, you're trying to really like sense who like connect to who wielded all these items. You know, you're trying to connect to their like vibration in the force. And you hear a click and another click and you hear something spinning and something starts to hum and you hear hello i'm val isa how may i help you and before you stands the hologram of val isa jedi something night master i don't remember what she was i think she was a master i don't know Everett. sorry i'm looking her up no she was a female who served as a master of the jedi order eventually she grew very weary the never-ending conflict, and after witnessing a vision of a Jedi temple covered in blood, Master Issa repurposed the Hammerhead Cruiser into a traveling temple. You sneaky bastard. This holocron definitely seems to be of a much younger Val Issa than you had in your visions, by the way. So kind of like she had this plan. She, she, so she must have spent a lot of time on that cruiser. Yeah, probably before it was overrun. I've also tweaked her a little bit. No, that's I was just looking at the backstory. That's a pretty cool fucking character. But I am probably going to be extremely stunned. I've only ever heard of holocrons. Like, this whole Jedi business is... I, I, I'm probably fairly overwhelmed. I am just going to stutter and go... I assume I've heard of Val Issa before, you know, in my studies. Know that she was probably... Can I... Do you want me to do like a lore check or something to see how much I know about this person, or if at all? You can, you can always ask her, but if you want to do a lore check, you actually, with this spending suggestion for your three success, your next action should be reduced in difficulty. So we'll make it just a average lore check. Well, we'll give you a blue die since you kind of embodied her also for a short period of time. Yeah, for success. She okay. was the master of the of the hidden was a hidden sky temple, and she was a Jedi master. She was she was more of a pacifist than anything. She she understood the value of a fight, uh, but she she chose to attempt other methods. And if she knew that wasn't an option, then she would go for like the least casualty claiming option. She tried. Um, she was very proactive. She also had a lot of visions of the future. She also, I mean, she was. You knew. You know at least that she was capable of wielding a lightsaber. So, and as a master, she would probably be able to teach you at least the fundamentals of the Jedi Order. Okay. Sorry, I'm getting real excited. So I'm. I'm gonna kind of. You're gonna see me look at her and then look down at the lightsaber. And kind of like go wide-eyed and go, this is this yours? And I'm gonna hold up the lightsaber and then turn it on so she can see the color of the crystal. Although I assume she would recognize the hilt. Yeah, she's ah, I sense something. That crystal is connected to me in some way, but that lightsaber is unfamiliar, although not different from my own. And. You know, she might maybe at her hip. You see the hologram of her lightsaber. It's definitely a different lightsaber, but she can sense that. You know, she's like this. The crystal inside this lightsaber feels 
like it belongs to me. So I would imagine this is a part of Jedi Master Valisa's possessions. I am merely a construct of her consciousness. So wait, you you know everything that she knows when she made this? No. I know what she allows me to know. She programmed me. I I I act like her, I speak like her. I I'm gonna interrupt I her know and I'm gonna go, can I can you teach me about the lightsaber? Can you teach me how to use this? Oh certainly. It is my duty to teach first and foremost, above all else. And if you have access to this holocron, then you must be sensitive to the Force. So it is not only my responsibility, but it is also my pleasure. Right. I want to learn. Yeah, so she'll be able to teach you... How long do you want to spend studying with her? Uh, I would assume until... I'm, I assume that typically when we're in like... Uh, deep space travel we can uh there's probably an alarm or a time thing that Mm -hmm. will either pull us out of hyperspace at a certain distance from our coordinates or Mm -hmm. will um, alert me that we need to come out of hyperspace soon so i will probably do that until the whereabouts of i think that we need to come out of hyperspace so probably another how i would do this is for every hour if you want to do a large clump of hours uh, I would say you could do up to like six hours in a row, but for every hour that you spend in a row, I'm gonna increase the difficulty by a purple die. All right, well let's just do two hours then. But if you if you if you're just if you're just gonna do an hour at a time, then I'll have to do something different. But if you're gonna do two two hours, two hours will be two purple die with one black die. Since and if you're, I imagine you don't want anyone else to know you're doing this. Yeah, I would like to. You, you're not going to be able to have a lot of space to use the lightsaber, so this is mostly theory and form without the lightsaber, basically like going through some motions empty-handed or with just the hilt in your hand without it activated because the blade would just start cutting through shit. Also, she'll go over, like, she won't, she'll want you to meditate a little more. It, it's, it's a lot of, like, a montage of, of shock, like doing some meditations and being forced to, like, see the lightsaber and like become one with the lightsaber and like think of it like this and yeah they're just doing like wax on wax off stuff so could give me another discipline good enough for me mr miyagi it's good enough for me three success and two strain all right so there are two threats so you gain lightsaber it's three success i can give it to you as a career skill or I can give you one point in lightsaber. I think with the career skill, it, you'll remove any penalties of using the lightsaber. We can just do that. Sure. And the threat will be that you are too strained to really do much more. Like, it, it, it took a lot out of you to kind of do all this. Sure. And it's an old holocron. Maybe, it, you know, you, you just don't want to push it too hard. So... Sure. All right. Well, after I do that, I probably take like another small nap. Okay. Well, who's next? Doc, did you go and get cleaned up yet? Are you? Because you cleaned the room. I imagine you also. Yeah, I assume at this point I'm cleaning up. Okay. So 
you've already disposed of the body. It kind of is what woke Shock up. What would you... Once you dispose of the body, what's Doc doing? would assume fondling his bone plate right now in his room. Tapped on it with his claw. Uh, where does the Doc... Where's the, where does the Doc keep his trophies? He has a room now. Uh... And I assume I probably keep them in my chest in the room. Just gonna put them in there and lock your lock a chest. Yeah. What's your skullduggery skill? Three or green. Four green. Alright, so that'll be the lock on your chest. It's gonna be a four difficulty. Let me write that down. Say Zaz's chest. In case I lose this note. Four difficulty to unlock. So Doc's just hanging out in his room, playing, fondling his trophies. And reflecting on the uh, rare specimen that he learned something more about today. Yeah, absolutely. You can't help but also remember that, you know, after you've kind of... The adrenaline of your new, of your, of the thrill of your new trophy is kind of worn down. You also have that nagging thought of shit. I have to talk to Zlardio Jin about why his nephew died. Do uh did we go over how his nephew came to be in there? No. So what I'm thinking is so you're a doc, you also probably have a not so sterling reputation, so maybe you're more of like a like a bone saw with like a a little clinic that as long as you've got money, you got, you know, you'll fix people up or whatever. So maybe uh, he was involved in some sort of gang-related activity and became injured, and they brought him to you, and they were just like, he lives. And you're like, I don't know, he looks pretty messed up. And they're just like, he's fine. Make him fine. And then, like, we'll be back. And then they left, probably to continue their criminal activities. So you were you were aware that it's Lardio Jin he he's a part of Lardio Jin's gang. You may or may not have known that it was his nephew. Doc can't catch a break. Yeah. What about let's let's do a resilience check real quick to keep your Oh no, I I know. The Doc. So once you're done, you kinda kinda start going over some of the stuff you collected in the the ruins. And you notice that you have enough parts and the right kind of equipment here that you're able to, if you wanted to, create a saline pump, which for the doc would help him with his shape shifting. It allows him to uh, make it even, make your shape shifting even harder to detect, makes you more likely to. Basically, mechanically, it adds one setback die to anybody trying to perceive your deception, and you also get one blue, uh, one boost die to any to um, like any attempts to pretend to be another person. If Doc wanted to try and assemble this, we could make a check for that. I think the Doc most definitely wants to do that. Okay. How would you want to approach this, mechanically or medicinally? I imagine medicine. Tim, medicinally. 
Okay, so with medicine, it's just going to be... Oh, man, we'll say an average check. It's just a saline pump. Holy shit. So, damn. So you got an advantage and a triumph. We'll just say with the triumph, you you get it. I don't know what else to give you. We'll just sacrifice the triumph to give you success then, I guess. And now you have a saline pump. Is that legit to you? Or it's either that or you have an advantage. Like you, your parts are still available to try again. But then we have to do something with this triumph. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You said the triumph could be, you know, what? the triumph could be downgrading the check. You have to make another check. Make another medicine check. Three success. God damn, my dude. Three success, an advantage, and a triumph. So you make the pump. You have leftover parts, and with the triumph, instead of adding boost and setback die, it's gonna add like green and purple die instead. I'll write it in the chat because I don't think I have an item lit in the list for it. One ability die to checks to pass as another person. One difficulty die to all knuckers chance to determine the deception. So you're like the absolute best shape shifting Claudite that's ever been around, basically. Question real quick. Answer real quick. So that just came up, but like, what's the difference between having having a triumph or more successes? Because uh, the Consular Sage has a skill that lets me... Hang on. Here we go. Oh, never mind. It's something that lets you trade... Uh, lets me let other allies trade triumphs for successes. So don't why would succeed, you if you don't succeed, then you don't succeed. But it allows you to basically what I was thinking about doing, which would have been trade the triumph for a success so that the check succeeded. Technically, I'm not supposed to do that, right? Which I didn't. I, did, I didn't end up doing it. I made him roll it again. I just used the triumph okay. for the first one to reduce the difficulty of his next check, whereas you would have given him a success, which would have been all he needed to this first try, get it. But, technically, his re-roll made it even better. So... I was just curious about that. I didn't understand the whole premise behind it. Yeah. Cool, thank you. Yeah. Alright, Doc, you've got a saline pump. Probably took a little bit of time to make. Uh, well, I had some notes here, didn't I? Uh, whose turn is it? Well, I'm trying to. Th- I'm looking at some page notes here. Shock has a bunch of journals and notes. Did you ever? Did you keep those, Everett, or did you give those to Daniel? Yeah, no, I, I kept them. They're in my bag. They're in my bag with like the Jedi stuff. I assume once I wake up from my little nap, probably like 30 minutes or an hour, just to like freshen up because it, I got a little stressed doing the training. Right. Uh, I'm gonna start sifting through that stuff too, uh, just seeing if there's anything that like stands out to me. Uh, there's a bunch of what appear to be medical texts describing the anatomy of the creatures the doc just mutilated. There appear to be two different kind of archetypes for their species. And then you see another creature that kind of looks like a gree, I believe they're called. 
but you can't quite recognize the species. Uh, they, they've got like a weird cone-shaped head and two eye stalks that sprout off the side. And what? Nothing. Sorry. Continue. And then some of the other notebooks appear to be more like journals about you. You can't tell. It's a language you don't really recognize. So, uh, Daniel, while all this is going on upstairs, I believe it's probably your turn. What would Daniel like to do? You've already sat here and kind of looked at the robot and kind of figured it out. You've also just left a, a fucking ancient temple of which you have numerous photos. You've got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here's what I was wondering if I could do. Hmm. So... Daniel kind of went into that, like, forced meditative trance, right? Yeah, yeah. when he's working on the on the robot, yeah. Can? I wanted to, do, like, explore something with that. Is there anything we could do with that? So there's an ability through the force how you, that you can, uh, I think it's called manipulate, that you're allowed to, like, heal... Mechan- like, like repair mechanical things through the force. Yeah. You don't have anyone training you, so it would be a difficult check to kind of try to learn it on your own. Yeah. But we can make a check if you want to try. Yeah, that's kind of what, like, I, I, I'd like to just see if... Daniel can kind of reach the force. Unless you have enough XP to buy this now, and then you can buy it, and we'll just say mechanically this is what happened, but I don't think you do, do you? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Do you have the XP for it? No, I don't, but in the future, yeah. Well, if you do this check now, I could just unlock the basic ability for you if you want. Yeah, that's cool. I'm going to say at least four purple die. What am I rolling? It'd be discipline. That's probably good enough. Just four purple die. Oh, I'm probably not gonna pass this. That's fine. Yeah, like that's that's what I'm saying. Like you. All right, ready? Yeah. Failure and a threat. Uh, so you're sitting here, you know, looking at this robot. You kind of enter into like this this meditative state, and you can almost feel a connection, like, like you can almost feel... Like generally, the Force exists between living things, right? You can feel living things, you kind of sense them around you. Like, you can feel these energy bonds between them. But Daniel's kind of been an introvert. He hasn't really cared about that so much. But as he's working on this droid and, like, kind of feels this... this attachment to this droid in a way that's almost... I don't know, like a loving connection to this thing, and you yeah. you you get a sense. You kind of it's almost like when you touch it, you get like a little static discharge, but it's not static. It's a feeling, and you're yeah. you're kind of like it's almost like you're you're like attuned attuning to this droid, but it gives you a headache. You get kind of dizzy, and Daniel. Uh, you know, you you kind of have to step away from what's going on. 
Like it's something that yeah. it's a little overwhelming for you. Like you just you kind of like unlocked this sensation you haven't really you could you can't really describe, and uh, it was just overwhelming to you. Right on. That's fair enough. In the in the twenty six hours, never see Neptune leave his room. You also don't hear anything from it. So, the door is locked, so. Wait, can we hear, like, a weird, like, chirping sound or something? I think you've been too occupied. But has he been making a weird chirping noise? I don't know. I don't know. Damn it. I was going to say, he's like a weird... I was, I was only, only playing his character to the point at which... It just moves us along. I'm not trying to like do it, make any real decisions for him. If he wants his character to be chirping, yeah, I was trying to make a weird metamorphosis, moping sort of thing. You think he's got cricket? And he's rubbing his legs together. Yeah, I like that. He's like grinding his forearms together, trying to get the chitin all, or like all worked in or whatever. Yeah, you just hear like just like not, I can't even make the noise. I'm envisioning in my head. Right, almost like a like yeah. a like a loud, deep-throated cricket sound. Yeah! Alright. So, you guys each individually kind of doing your own thing, make it back into a more known region of space. Daniel is kind of rubbing his temples and, you know, walking, turning away from the droid. Writing a like a grocery list of things that he wants to do. Yeah, like remembering and writing down all these different things that he is assuming is part of the problem with the steroid, or at least things that he can t- he knows need work done. The doc is you know in his room admiring his new trophy and kind of looking it over after he cleaned the whole thing off. He's got a claw and he's got this skull plate and not once speck of blood on him. We see Shock in his chambers, waking up from his nap, and he's still on the floor, has the robe and the holocron and the lightsaber. And then, you know, we kind of back out external of the ship as Shola appears in the view. You come out of hyperspace. And you approach Shola. What's that? Nothing, sorry. Uh, I am going to dock the ship in the same place we docked before. All right, so, you know, US command hyperspace, Shola's in view, and we'll call it there. I'm, goddamn, I am super stoked to play again, though. Yeah, I wanted to get to Shola and do some stuff on Shola, but I was hoping James would show up somewhere in here, so. We still made some. Serious progression on characters. Oh, yeah, there was definitely character growth going on, which is never a bad thing. Let's see. EXP? Zach! EXP. Do we get any? Man, I gave you guys a shit ton last time. Yeah, that's fine. I guess... I guess we can all have, like, 7 XP. There was some good art role-playing. There was some good character development. I'll add it to... Plus, we murdered that one troglodyte guy. 
<laughs> that one troglodyte guy. All right, so thanks for listening to another episode of Tales of the Outer Rim. If you want to talk to the crew or have any questions or whatnot suggestions, you can reach us on Twitter at T-O-T-O-R-F-F-G, which is just TOTORFFG. You can contact us by email at T-O-T-O-R-F-F-G at gmail.com. We have a subreddit, Tales of the Outer Rim. We have an Instagram, Tales Out of the Outer Rim. And uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll uh, see you next time. May the force be with you.